Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Dad's Beards Nerds News for October 22nd, 2019, the semi-daily news that even plants crave in Anchor's number one gaming news podcast. I'm Tommy, and I'll be your host for today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First off, I'm going to start with the final trailer for Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker came out last night, and if you haven't watched it, watch it right after this episode, because it's real good. But along with that, Tickets went on sale, and they released a new poster that is very reminiscent to the original trilogy and has one final tribute to Carrie Fisher. She is billed as the first actor on the poster. Normally, this would be reserved for Mark Hamill or Daisy Ridley, but this is super fitting because Fisher has always been huge for Star Wars. Even though she passed away almost three years ago, she was an important part of Last Jedi and supposedly has a big role for The Rise of Skywalker. Plus, she kind of lives on in Star Wars with her daughter Billy Lord being in the movies. Also announced is that The Rise of Skywalker is the longest Star Wars movie yet, clocking in at 2 hours and 35 minutes, so be ready for a long movie. Next up, more about Star Wars. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker breaks a record for most sales in first hour on Adam Tickets by Adam Bankhurst of IGN. As I mentioned... Star Wars Rise of Skywalker tickets have officially gone on sale, and it's already broken the record of first hour pre-sale on Adam Tickets that was previously held by Avengers Endgame. Adam Tickets has reported that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker has already sold 45% more tickets on Adam in the first hour of pre-sales than Avengers Endgame did earlier this year. I'm not surprised that tickets are selling well, but I did not expect them to sell more than Endgame on any platform. I'm beyond excited for this movie and glad that it's selling super well and better than expected already. Next up, Outer Worlds probably won't go for an open world sequel by Matt Perslow of IGN. Developer Obsidian is eager to create a sequel to The Outer Worlds and turn the turned the RPG into a series, but the team is weary of making a series open world. Talking to Game Informer when asked about an open world sequel, co-game director Leonard Boyarski said possibly, but I think the franchise leans a bit away from that. It's a pulpy space opera where you're a guy or woman who flies from place to place exploring a solar system. So to have one giant map defeats that. Echoing the idea was narrative designer Niadi Podar, who added, I'm always skeptical of this idea that seems to be going around in AAA development, that open world is the standard. If you're going to have a very big budget game, that it should be open world. I think it is very easy to get burnt out on open world games because they tend to be so sprawling, so massive, that every open world game you play tends to kind of the same thing. Podar continued, go here, collect that, see that landmark. I think there's a lot of value in having open-ended games that is still structured around individual discrete levels. The Outer Worlds has large areas but is not an open world game in the sense of something like Fallout. Each of the numerous planets you visit are separate 
unliked areas that you travel to via a map menu. So while moment to moment there the feels like an open world game thanks to the size of each map, it's technically not an open world game. Podar likens it to Mass Effect, which made its galaxy feel huge despite actually being a series of levels. I get it. And I agree with it. We don't have to have an open world every game. If the world we are given is immersive enough, it doesn't have to be open world. Like they said, Mass Effect is a huge example of that. And Destiny is an example of that too. Its world is not open. It's large areas that you go from one place to the other. But at the same time, you're still locked in a static area. And that's one of my favorite games of this generation. So I'm not mad at that being an open world. Well, not open world, excuse me. We'll see how the game is when it comes out on Friday. Our next story for today. Session delayed for Xbox One. The skateboarding sim Session developer Creature Studios posted a statement on Facebook saying they needed to postpone the release of Session on Xbox One till late November or early December. It's a huge bummer, but I would have rather had this delay than the release of a broken game. I know skate fans have been hyped for this for a while, but unfortunately, we all have to wait a little bit longer. And our final story for today. Gemini Man stands to lose $75 million by Pedianato of IGN. Gemini Man is expected to end its theatrical run at least $75 million under budget. As reported by THR, the big-budget Will Smith vs. Will Smith thriller needed to take off in China after it opened up in America and Canada to less than expected $20.5 million. Gemini Man opened with only $21 million in China this past weekend and dropped almost 60% domestically. Now that the two biggest movie markets in the world have rejected the movie, it's time for financiers to expect the worst. With all of its territories added up, Gemini Man has made about $118 million at box office so far. The film's production budget is said to be $140 million, with marketing costs adding another $100 million at least. The movie is about a hitman who finds himself facing off against a clone of his younger self. Instead of hiring a younger actor to face off against Smith, extensive virtual effects were used to make the 51-year-old Smith look half his age. Honestly, I'm not surprised. I thought this was a Netflix movie until I saw Showtimes for it on Fandango one day. Gemini Man seems like a weird late 90s to early 2000s plot point that apparently didn't pay off, and I guess fans were like, were kind of having the same thought as me. It does not look like it had a theatrical release at all. And that's it for your news today. Thanks for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, on Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, Check out our Twitter bio to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community or on twitch.tv slash dadsbeardsnerds.